And as we're knocking at the door of another weekend, it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. And as uh, our listeners know, we're going through uh, the armor of God. We did an overview and now we're going piece by piece. And we did the helmet of salvation. And now we are doing the shield of faith. And I'm excited to talk about faith on this show today. And I hope that our listeners enjoy and benefit from it. But before we get into the meat of our discussion, let's go with our quote of the day. And this comes from Mr. Max Licato. It says here, Faith is not the belief that God will do what you want. It is the belief that God will do what is right. And this is, I think, a very important distinction and the reason that I chose this quote. Because I think a lot of people have this idea, if I have enough faith, then God will do what I want. Yeah. Not really realizing or even thinking about the fact that God has a very different agenda than we do a lot of the time. So as we plunge into this discussion about faith uh, and the shield of faith, we need to keep that in mind as we're going along. Do you have any thoughts on that, Adam? Uh, I think that I have personally been guilty of doing that before, especially as I you know, learn more about God and my faith. It can be kind of easy to say, uh, you know, God, my, my will is yours, but if it could go this way, that'd be great kind of thing, you know. So I think that's a good point of being reminded that, you know, faith is more than just getting what we want, but doing what God wants. Yeah, my 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 life is yours, but, but you know, <laughs> I, think that, I think that was kind of a— uh, a cool or an interesting thing for you to say because I have been the same way. And when we when we think about Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us on the cross, uh, that would have been a pretty big but if he had said that. Right. Because we would not have the redemption that we know that we have uh, if he, in fact, had said but. Because he could have. He even says to uh, the, apostle, the apostles in the garden, he says, if I wanted to, couldn't I call 12 legions of angels um, and basically be saved from saving you? But I was I came to save you, so I have to fulfill my Father's will, and we're so thankful that he did. Um, and then another introductory verse that I want to bring out as we get into this discussion is Hebrews 11.6, which says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Um, now, this is, a, I, this is a really fun verse for me. I like it because it tells how all-encompassing God is. He who comes to God must believe that he is. Why does it say that he is and not he is just or he is merciful or he is kind or he is holy? It doesn't stop there. It just says he is because anything that he needs to be, he is because he is the epitome of perfection. And so faith is the prerequisite to to pleasing God. <clears throat> what else do we know about faith? We know that God is faithful to us. Adam, could you read that verse for us? Absolutely. This is uh, Luke 12. Verses 27 through 29, it says here, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, and they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
If then God so clothe the grass, which is to today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. So Jesus is basically saying here that God um, knows what we need and he will provide it when we need it. And often we think, well, if it would be here two or three days before I need it, then I would know it's here and then everything would be all right. Right. But a lot of times God takes us uh, to the brink uh, before he answers a prayer because he wants us to, to see that he's in control. He's never been late. And I don't know if I told you this, Adam, but if I did and it's repetitive for those on the podcast, it's just because it's important for me to know. And hopefully there's someone else that's encouraged by it too. But I recently received a thousand dollar donation to my ministry and it was such a blessing and it's going to allow me to do uh, a major repair project on my van that I didn't think I was going to be able to do for quite some time. And I had known for a while that I wanted the repair done, but I hadn't been specifically praying about it. And I should have been, but God answered it anyway. And it's just kind of interesting to see how God knows what we need and how he answers our prayers. And usually for me, it's when I seem to be most discouraged that God comes through in a major way like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty excited to share that story uh, as a testimony just to let you know to trust God, to know that he's going to provide. Now, he doesn't always provide in a financial way. You know, I know that there are people that are hurting financially, and I'm not talking about some abracadabra that's going uh, going to solve all your financial problems. I mean, mine are far from solved, at least as as far as I look at them in a human standpoint. Right. But God's faithfulness is true no matter what I'm going through. I've seen his hand in my life, even in the rough times, and perhaps even more in the rough times because we tend not to listen in the good times. That's unfortunate, but it is a human truth. Do you have anything you'd like to say on this? Absolutely. I thought it was really interesting how you said that when you were able to use that financial uh, donation to help fix your van, which is something you wanted to do, that you hadn't even prayed for it, and yet God blessed you with it. And it just proves to us that much more how faithful God is because he already knows what we need before we even go to him about it. And I think that's so encouraging to be reminded of, to know that, hey, he's got this. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, the next thing about faith that I wanted to bring out is that we are blessed for believing without seeing. You know, the the disciples got to see the risen Christ in bodily form. And when he first appeared to them, he appeared to the ten remaining disciples minus Thomas. Now, we don't know why he wasn't there, but we just know that he wasn't there. And so when they when Thomas came back to them, they said, "We've seen the Lord." And he said, "I'm not going to believe unless I see the put my finger in the nail prints in his hands and I and I see all the other scars that he has. I'm not going to believe that he rose from the dead." Right. And I think Thomas gets a bum rap because I'm wondering if any of the other disciples would have had 
the same reaction. Now, it's quite possible that because of his logical uh, way of thinking that he was more susceptible to that than some of them. But I'm not sure that any of them had a great deal of tremendous faith at this point that this was going to happen because there's another passage where it basically says he came to them, they found out that he was uh, risen, and then they remembered what he said. You know, it wasn't until after he was risen and they knew it for a fact because they, they saw him face to face that they remembered what he said, even though he said it three times. Right. So I don't think there was a whole lot of faith going through any of these disciples. And Thomas just happened to be the odd one out. I could be wrong about that. I'm not preaching this as gospel truth, but that's been my understanding of the passage. And um, I just wanted to mention this passage in John 20, verses 27 to 29. This is Jesus response to Thomas because he came back to the upper room and appeared before the disciples and Thomas. And he said this, Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, Thou hast believed, blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. And that is us, because we have not yet seen Jesus in bodily form, but we will. Um, the Bible says we will look on him whom we have pierced, and I'm looking forward to the day when he will be uh, before me and I will be able to bow before him uh, and give him the worship and praise in person that he deserves. And the cool thing is I'll have a healthy body so I'll be able to do that with no difficulty and I'm looking forward to that. Do you have any thoughts on just the idea of believing without seeing? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's funny because I remember the first time, <laughs> and this is being totally honest, when I was a kid, when I read Thomas' story, I was like, man, I'm like, he had it easy. He got to see him and at first he still didn't believe. I'm like, they got us here where we just have to go by faith. But, you know... It's kind of cool that that's the case, though, in our lives nowadays. I mean, there, and there have been people who have got to see Jesus. It's very few and far between uh, things that have happened. But usually we don't get to see him until we're in heaven one day. But in a way, it's kind of cool because in that way we get to really develop a relationship with God out of love of knowing who he is instead of just seeing. You know, it challenges us to, to dive deeper, to get to know him more instead of him just being there. And then, oh, there he is. That's it. So... Uh, I, I remember thinking that as as I was younger about, he had it so easy, Thomas did, but as I've gotten older now, I'm like, you know, we're kind of the blessed ones. It's probably why Jesus said, blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I like that story too, because God meets us where we are. You know, he met Paul on the Damascus Road. He's met a variety of different atheists. When they pick up the Bible, I've heard so many stories of people whose primary goal was to prove that there was no God, to point out the errors in the Bible. They opened the Bible, started reading, and met the author of the Bible, Jesus Christ, because the Bible is that powerful. Um, he allows us to speak for him, but he doesn't need us. Right. He's able to work in people's hearts through the written word and through his Holy Spirit. 
And it's just a blessing to be part of that work through the Speaking for Him podcast and also through the preaching that I am able to do. And then, as we're wrapping up, the final main point that I want wanted to bring out is faith is the means to salvation. In Romans 3.24-26, to 26, it says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission for the remissions of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him who believes in Jesus. So faith is important in coming to a personal salvation through Jesus Christ. It kind of relates to one of the early verses we talked about, that without faith it is impossible to please God, for without for him that cometh to God must believe that he is. We have to believe that he is, and once we do that, we get to explore and find from the Bible all the things that he is, and I will never wrap my human mind around all of that, but it's just exciting. And then, um, as I said, and I'm going to hearken back to this, and I will definitely put this link in the show notes for one of these podcasts. Maybe I'll do it to wrap up the, the series later in the summer, but put a link to the original sermon that this is kind of based on. And Adrian Rogers, in his sermon, says that the shield of faith is our certainty. Um, And that means that a lot of times when we say that we have hope in something, we are saying that we're not sure it's going to happen, but we hope that it does. You know, kind of an uncertain, you know, desire that things go correctly. But when we talk about hope and faith in the biblical sense, we're talking about something that we know is going to happen, that we believe with all our heart, and that we are looking forward to. Uh, with a great deal of certainty. So faith, the shield of faith, is the believer's certainty. And I hope that you have that certainty today. Did you have any final thoughts, Adam? I, I'm actually going to leave it at that. That's good. The, the faith is the, the shield of certainty. That's that's good stuff. I love that. All right. Well, it's been great to be with you all again on this Friday for another look at the uh, armor of God. We'll continue through this series throughout the summer with, as I've said, a couple other podcasts mixed in. And we are really closing in on number 100. So stick with us. It's about to get real exciting up in here. (laughs) And I'm just really grateful for God's faithfulness through this time. I hope that you will continue to interact with us through our um, Facebook page and our blog and other things that we have in association with the show. If you want to be part of the 100th show, go ahead and leave us a voicemail on the blog right now um, and just uh, let us know what you think of the show and, and give us some encouragement for the 100th as we press on to the next 100 episodes, Lord willing. For Speaking for Him podcast, this is your host, Andrew Gomison, along with my co-host and executive producer, Mr. Adam McNutt. Have a great Friday and a great weekend. And keep serving the best of masters.